0: Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family, we chose this one. This is episode 217, Crank, High Voltage, from 2009. I'm Joey Lewandowski.
1: I'm Joe, Two. And this episode's brought to you by... The Voltage Brothers. Electric is just one way to describe America's number one show band, The Voltage Brothers. Performing top hits from every genre, The Voltage Brothers' repertoire consists of your favorites of all kinds of music. Check out The Voltage Brothers. And you can book them. And if you want, you can book them with a female vocalist, too.
0: Oh, so The Voltage siblings.
1: Yeah, they, I think they're an acapella band.
0: Cool. Well, shout out to the Voltage Brothers with a female vocalist if you want, and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. No intro this episode. This is a bonus episode this week. We are continuing to celebrate Christmas with the Cranks with fan favorite Garrett Smith. Hello,
2: Garrett. You've already dethroned me as name feed fan (laughs) fave, Garrett Smith. I'm very upset about this. I'm not letting
0: if it go. If you don't want to be fan favorite, that's fine. We can just remove the title. Oh, off now get... you're just oh, taking oh, oh. the whole
2: thing away. I got a backup off of this just to remain, just to keep the small part. All <laughs> right, tyranny. fine. tyranny. Right. You've, <sighs> You've won. You've won. The
0: tyranny of evil men has been set on all. Oh, no, wait. The, the path of the righteous man has beset on all <laughs> yeah. sides for the tyranny of evil and the, <laughs> the finder of lost blah, 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 blah. Anyway. Hi, Garrett. Hello. We talked to you 25 minutes ago in Earth time or 35 minutes ago or something. Uh, but you're back here now, three days later in real time to talk about crank high voltage a sequel that came out three years after the first one. Yeah. So that's
1: about right, right? It's three years after like the first one as a sequel? Because you have to, like it seems like maybe you have to wait for it to get greenlit, then everybody has to get scheduled again, shoot the movie. Well edit. actually,
2: Joey, do you know how much did crank make? Like were people clamoring for Oh, I, a I looked crank it up last time. People? We didn't actually talk about it. Hold on. I- I'm I'm curious if people were Did people want more crank? Were people cranked up about crank? The first crank, twelve million dollar
0: budget, made twenty seven domestically, another fifteen were internationally, so forty two worldwide. All right, so
2: it's not lighting the world on
0: fire, but it made its money. Second one, like we said last time, twenty million dollar budget, made thirteen domestic, twenty international, thirty four worldwide. So if they marketed it at all, they lost money.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I guess that explains why there is not a crank three. There is. Rumor has it. There's going to be a crank three. They keep saying like every couple of years they're like yeah, it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna happen it's gonna happen. I know it they always happened. talk
2: about it. I know.
0: I would watch a crank three, even I... though I think this is worse than the first one. Yes. I would watch a crank three.
2: I actually would be, be very interested in a crank three because I am curious what a crank would look like at this point. Uh, I very mean true. both. I mean both literally and like you know this movie it, it, the high voltage in 2021 is like kind of almost unwatchable uh, content-wise in some ways.
0: We were saying in the first episode that, like, the, it, the the mixture of the first one is, like, stuff that's outdated because it's, like, not woke, but also that's just, like, 2006, and, like, it didn't age well. But, like, this, it's like, oh, this is, like, trying to be offensive.
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, aggressively so. And so, like, I, you can't make this movie now. So, like, what no. is Crank 3 when you make it know. now? You know what I mean?
1: And the CGI would look vastly different, too. Just, like... yeah that so and jason statham people i mean i guess he doesn't really age that he looks
2: about the. he probably actually looks better now than (laughs) he did then right i think probably i was saying to uh, my partner when we were watching this that like he's one of those guys that like he really has looked exactly the same for the last like 25 years basically there was a movie that how did this get made cover i'm trying to remember what it is because it was so
0: unremarkable to me that i did not stick in my brain that he was in from like the late i think oh it was cellular from 2004. He's in Cellular? The phone?
1: That phone movie? Kim
0: Basinger, Chris Evans, Jason Statham, and William H. Macy. And in that movie, he's kind of not really committed to shaving his head. Okay, and he yeah. looks bad. Yeah. It's like, he should have shaved his head like he's balding. I mean, he doesn't look... Okay, well, let me say. He looks bad for Jason Statham. He still looks fucking great because he's, like, ripped and, like, whatever. But, yeah, like, yeah, for yeah. Jason Statham, he should lean into the balding. So, like, I feel like these movies, it's sort of wherever. But, like, now, like, in the 2010s with the fast and furious movies with like movies like uh spy. It's just like, he knows how to make himself look good yeah, and he does, but cellular, he's got like more hair, but it's not enough hair to be like hair. And it's just like, man, like you got to one way or the other, but like, this is not working. So I do think the point of this, he's getting more attractive as he ages.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, have you guys ever seen ghosts of Mars? He's no, he, he's got that thing going on where like he has hair on the top of his head but he's got a ring where the balding is starting. Cut. And so it's like, brother, you got a horseshoe on your head that everybody can see. Like, you still got hair on top, but there's a horseshoe right there in the middle of all of it. It, yeah. it does not look good. I mean, I guess when you're married to a Victoria's Secret
0: model, you need to look good, right?
2: Probably. Yeah, I guess. he. Well, and he was a model, too, right? There's that gif of him, like, dancing in a leopard print, something or other. Uh, oh, I think so. Young. I think I've seen that, yeah. I believe.
0: Maybe the most remarkable thing to me, even though it, it shouldn't really be a surprise, is that Crank High Voltage is longer, technically longer than the first one, <laughs> but the actual, like, runtime, like, where the movie is, is probably, like, 10 minutes shorter. Mm. Like, ah. there's 15 or 16 minutes of credits in a movie that's 95 minutes long. It's just... <laughs> most movies that have, like, quote-unquote, like, fun things in the credits, like, kind of suck. This was, like... This was painful to watch i don't know if either of you sat through these credits but
1: it was the the heart transplant part i stopped after that that. no i didn't didn't go after
2: that boy it gets it gets bad it's like you get you basically see like some outtakes from things and uh one of them just features jason statham dropping a hard f when he doesn't need to he misreads a word as a homophobic slur and that's like they're including it in the footage to sort of be like oh isn't this funny he accidentally said a homophobic slur
0: <laughs> yes not he's- good He's referring to the ferret, but he calls him the hard F, you yeah. know, the fat the fat burger slur, we would yes. say, from the first movie. And he goes, oh, oh, sorry. And, like, he looks, like, embarrassed, but, like, I reckon of yes, like, yes. laughs
2: because it's 2008, 2009 when this well, was and filmed, it's whatever, also, and just, like... The reason we're watching it is because the filmmakers are like, wasn't this funny? You'll think this is funny. Look at that. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's weird.
0: There are also two outtakes from the porn actors. There's oh, more yeah. Jenna Hayes, there's more a dude oh. that I don't know. Like, it's like, yeah, you know the thing that you want to see them most in this movie more of the porn actors like Uh flubbing their lines
2: yes yeah yeah it's pretty rough
0: and like i've heard of like movie mandates to like hit 90 minutes which you know understandable but this is 95 like almost 96 minutes like you don't need 14 or 15 minutes 60 minutes of credits with like nine of these and like the slowest
2: moving credits just like hit 90 and be done yeah and, and, like, I mean, I, you're probably right about it being some sort of mandate that it's even as long as it is. But, like, these crank movies don't need to... I mean, these could be 77-minute movies. They should be. They, yeah, they, they yeah, should yeah. just rip-roar quick through this stuff. That's the whole point of them.
0: Joe, what did you think of High Voltage, specifically, I mean, as a movie, but also in comparison to the first one?
1: I liked it. I actually found it a lot more fun because I did think that they leaned in harder to a lot of the goofy shit that I really liked from the first one. It seems like this was the movie they were trying to make even in the first one.
2: I actually, I I think that is like for sure true. This movie like really fell in my estimation on this rewatch, but that is how I felt about this movie, you know, for, for years where it's like, oh, they really just like everything that they did in the first one, they did it bigger and better in the second one, basically. Uh, so I, I think you're right on that. That's like at least what they wanted to do. And we're, were it's their vision going right? like, for. Yeah. Yeah. For
1: good or bad. Like this is I think it's a better showing of they were like, look, we were trying to get real fucking wacky with the last one. But we had 10 million dollars and like we had to tell a story. So like, yeah. that's what we did.
0: Because yeah, it, it almost feels like in my head, the first I think I said this in the last episode, the first one was better. And this was going to be crazier because it almost feels like it should be like, OK, we set up the, the premise. Like, let's just make it crazier. And mm-hmm. this movie, the plot is similar But Mm -hmm. different enough, it's different enough that they have to, like, reestablish things, right? Where it's like, he has, like, a legendary heart, (laughs) and so he's
1: kidnapped. Well, because now he survived the Chinese shit.
2: Correct. Which, by the way, though, is such a funny thing to, like, one of the things they want you to buy into is, like, well, everybody knows about his legendary heart since he survived the Chinese shit. But we're also supposed to assume that this movie starts literally seconds after the first movie ended. Yes. So, like, I don't know how long, like, Do legends happen instantaneously? Is that like how a legend? It was three months. They say three months. Well, no, no, no,
1: but like like, it
0: starts with him getting, like he gets picked up off the ground. Yeah, because I thought, because also in this movie, Amy Smart becomes a stripper, right? And I'm like, is that just the same day? And she's like, you were gone for three months. I was like, oh, okay, 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 okay." Uh, Yeah, I guess
2: we're supposed to think he was like uh, under, like under anesthetic and all that kind of stuff or whatever for that many months, right? In recovery for that many months or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes, but he—the legend of his heart—that he needs to it, a crazy billionaire or whatever wants his heart, and so it's they can like the gang him. leader. Yes, too. yeah. And they put his heart in this, or they take the heart out and they put in this like plastic, this whatever. It's like a what kind of what kind of material is it? Oh God, I don't know. It's what? it's a it's a fake heart though, right? Like it's just yeah, uh, yeah, it's just
1: plastic. It's some kind of plastic.
0: Yeah, it's like a mechanical heart. Yeah. In the first movie, he needed adrenaline to keep his heart from stopping this he needs electricity to keep his heart going so it's the same
1: it needs a thing but
0: yeah it's different It has an external battery but like it always like it runs out of juice and like he needs things or whatever he recharges his heart nine times in this movie okay you counted that's great well no i did not count but i am to be counted and i trust them got it because i do agree with you garrett i think that like i thought i was gonna like this one more i like this one less but and specifically about the Fast and Furious, what I think this movie does really well, which I think a lot of sequels don't do, and I think it is in large part to Neville Dina Taylor, and it's something Joe that we talk about a lot on here, okay. Is that it's referential and reverential to the first one in ways that like the Fast and Furious are not. Like they're calling things back and not be like, hey, remember that crazy shit we did, but like Jason Jason's talking to his girlfriend and he's like, didn't you get my voicemail? And they go to the answering machine and it's just static because he was in the middle of the fucking air. And it's just like, that's, that's not an important thing from the first movie, but, but like cute. it remembers. Yeah. And that's it's also smart.
2: More, that's actually my favorite joke in the movie. I think that's very funny. The first movie ends on this very emotional speech. It's like the only resonant thing in the whole goddamn movie. Yes. And this movie starts with, and she didn't even get that fucking message because it was wind. Nope.
1: And yeah, and now she's a
2: stripper and yeah, yeah, whatever. (laughs) I I think that's a very good joke that all it is is wind.
0: And I feel like there's a lot of things like that where they reference things from the first movie or they call back things in ways that were like, why can't the Fast and Furious do this? Like, why, why do they act like they've never seen a Fast and Furious movie before? Because it's the same two dudes writing it just a couple years later, but it feels like there's stuff that makes more sense and that feels like it's like a nice kind of callback or whatever to... Uh, The first movie that I thought worked well and better than most sequels do.
2: I think I know what you mean, but I, I also think there's some like weird goofy shit in that regard in this movie. Like the way that they reincorporate Glenn Howerton into this movie feels like we are cramming this in here just to make like a really bizarre, like lewd, crude joke. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I like that though. I think that was kind of funny. Okay. Like, I don't,
2: I don't understand why his
0: therapist becomes like a horny sex therapist it's so or whatever. Weird. It's yeah.
1: such a weird turn. It is, but in in the scope of the movie and all the other weird shit that happens, I was like, oh, okay, yeah.
0: Because yeah. another thing that Joe, you and I talk about a lot in here is just like, oh, they're just gonna drag a safe through the streets of Rio, and like, you know, nobody cares. But like, this is like, you know, this feels like in a GTA game, it's just like, oh my God, there was a guy who like, stole my car, like slapped me in the face, and drove off, and like, that person's traumatized forever. Like, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, the Glenn Howard character in the first movie is just like, a guy who gives him an adrenaline shot in the hospital. But to that guy, this was the most, this was the worst day of his life.
1: Yeah, it's like, yeah. so horrifying. <laughs> to,
0: to see him kind of like, Return and like have to grapple with that, even though it has like a, a dumb kind
2: of like payoff or whatever. Like, I kind of like that a lot, actually. I, I mean, I actually am with you here, but I think my actual problem with it is the punchline is wrong. Yeah, the the therapist is who should get killed in that scene. That's the better, funnier punchline. Be traumatized uh, all over again, right? Yeah, that this guy is talking That's... about his trauma, trying to unload his trauma. The reason this woman gets horny is so that we can get the joke of. This is what will pull him out of that trauma instantly, only for her to then die right in front of his eyes and him to be reached. That's the, in my opinion, the better joke than he or, dies at the end of that. Or, scene. It's
0: way better. Yeah. Or we just follow him outside. It's like, you know what, Doc? You're right. I'm going to go outside. He goes yeah. outside and Statham runs by and like clocks him or whatever. And like, exactly. he gets fucked up. by Statham
2: again. Yeah. So he's it's the, the exact weird... same guy again. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's I just think it's a bizarre. I don't get the punchline to that scene. It's bizarre. It doesn't end well,
0: but I just love that he's in this because it's like the kind of NPC in a character in a video game where it's just like, man, this guy like he has none of the luck. And <laughs> yeah. then here it's just like, oh no, like we're coming to terms with the fact that like, yeah, like this is really like you're the you're the hero of the story, but like everybody around you is like dealing with chaos. Like yeah. all those people who saw like, you know, in this movie, the first movie, stay them in, in Amy Smart like having sex in public, like people are gonna have a story, they're gonna be like I was traumatized by that. Right. Like there's just like things that are just like jokes that I don't know, whatever. So.
2: And I mean, it's very clear that they are trying to do this, right? There's the newscaster guy that keeps showing up and just saying out loud, like, I can't even believe this. This is so ridiculous. It's like, (laughs) so they know they're like trying, but that's actually part of where this one rubs me the wrong way. Where like the first one kind of gets away with some of the bad taste stuff by just sort of like, I don't know, pushing along those boundaries. But this movie is like that weird kid you went to school with that like loud that is like drawing really fucked up stuff in a notebook and like forcing you to look at it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's not it just like it comes off the wrong way to me. It, I, I'm not into that. Like, hey, man, you want to see something fucked up? That is like not an energy I like in movies, you know, yeah.
0: <laughs> because so there's the guy who plays Kalo in the first one who we did not mention is kind of like earnestly and sweetly but also like as a punchline is like played is a transvestite in that movie right yes. yeah like it's it's genuinely kind of sweet and surprisingly like not loving bad. but also like he's yeah. a punchline at certain times right yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're like yes. in this one he's back now he's like how am i back and like it's like oh because i'm his brother and like what's, what's... <laughs> twin brother replacement yeah. is great i do love that that but is like great. what's grosser than being a transvestite yes. oh being gay y- and yeah. it's like Th-
1: that, uh, that's okay bad. yeah okay <laughs> what
0: are we what are we doing? so like i think that's just part of the the early to mid 2000 or mid to late 2000s of it all right or just like and ooh. not to
2: mention they're they're also doing the like the ableism stuff there too like the the whole full body Tourette's thing is mostly just so that they can play electric guitar sounds to I guess the joke is that like it looks like he's miming soloing a guitar so I, I don't know it's like all of that feels like like that's too many layers of trying to like make offensive jokes at once you know what yeah, I mean?
0: yeah yeah but i i will say that like the first thing i said in the first episode or the, the last episode about the first movie that the thing in that movie that's been stuck in my head the sound wives was a cell phone in this movie and i i really wish it wasn't but it's the suck my dick suck my mother <laughs> that yes. song has been burned into my brain and i I really wish it wasn't, but it isn't. So, just something I have to deal
2: with. Hey, by the way, do they reveal in this movie? Is it the same actor? Okay, the scene in the first movie in the bathroom stalls where he's get, uh, like confronts that whole gang. There's the the guy that's like the other main character in that yes. scene. He's yeah, in yeah. this movie, right?
1: Yes, it's the dude with the red hair. Yeah. Yes,
2: and so in this movie they reveal that that guy is actually also like a leather daddy. Like I don't think yes, that was clear yeah. to me in the first movie, it right? It was not.
1: It was not. <laughs> that seemed like that seemed like a like a black motorcycle gang that sold meth right. in the first one, and now he is a leather daddy.
2: Right. In this movie it's revealed that actually they were not a, a motorcycle meth gang. They were like just dancers or whatever, you <laughs> yeah, know, like Yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> very strange okay i just wanted to make sure that i read all of those things correctly in this yeah. another thing we have
0: to talk about is the byling ling of it all
2: oh yeah okay so i'm not that familiar with this actress but i you referenced it in our last episode joey i have heard that um episode of how did this get made that um were both of them on it both neville dean and taylor I, or just one of them i think it, i don't i
0: think it was just brian taylor I okay think. i think you're right
2: And anyway, he told a lot of stories about working with Bai Ling and how, like, wild she was, basically. And I I think I'm to understand that that's just, like, her reputation as a person? I think so, from what I understand. She just
1: exists like that? Is it, like, she just played herself, essentially?
2: Yeah, kind of. Like, he said, like, the reason that there are subtitles for her character, that was not... I I think I'm remembering this correctly, that that was not necessarily intentional. It was just that, like, she was just saying things. It wasn't the things that were in the script. She was saying stuff, and they... They felt like they had to put subtitles to it just to make sure people even understood what it was was being said.
1: <laughs> it's kind of awesome. I like yeah. that. She's I, am like, I right? Does that sound familiar me? to
2: you, Joey? I
0: it it does. I think that she's like because like, what else has she been in? So I don't even know. I let me look at this. Hold on. Because she's a model. She was in the Crow, Nixon, Red Corner, this movie, Wild Wild West. But like if you Google her, like she just seems to like wear like crazy provocative outfits to red carpet things. Okay. Okay. The, her bio on IMDb, she's recognized for unbridled unbridled freedom and creativity. She's undoubtedly one of the world's most diverse and captivating actresses. All right. Okay. But she's like, I mean, I, I don't want to be ageist, but she's like forty in this movie and that feels like a character that like a 20 year old should be playing I kind of mm. like
1: that she's 43 playing this character because it, mm-hmm. it fits the wacky tone of the movie it's just weird
2: there's definitely something interesting it is more interesting to me that she is an older yes uh, even older woman but that you know that a woman that age is playing this kind of character it makes that character more interesting to me
0: but she's aggressively off-putting in oh, this yeah. movie I think <laughs> by design but also by performance
2: yeah
1: yeah, I, but it it feels it feels real. Have you ever encountered a person that exists like this?
0: I I
2: feel like I don't think I've encountered a person that exists like this, but I feel like I know what you mean by that. And yeah, I, I have encountered people in my life that like you're just like I don't know how to describe it other than just you're just like do you not see yourself or yeah, understand how do other have people any awareness. see you? Like what's yeah yeah yep.
1: <laughs> And hey, man, they just exist, so. I
2: I wrote down one of her lines from this movie because it was the only thing she said that I thought was just, like, so funny because it really just, there's no context for this. At one point, she says to Jason Statham, you're my shiny lunchbox.
1: Yes, 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 yes.
2: I just like everything else she says has at least a little bit of context that I can connect to and be like, I, I see where I I can get where how we got here. You're my shiny lunchbox was the one that I was like, that is just an incredible turn of phrase. I don't know where that what you're doing,
1: <laughs> where that I came from. How did you yeah. came up with that? Anything.
0: You know, Not that the first movie was necessarily good with women and female characters. But this one, again, feels worse like that. Like Eve, like I said, the Amy Smart character is a stripper
2: now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this movie is, in my opinion, worse across the board. Like, give me anything. Talk to me about anything: the characters, the actors, the cinematography, the editing. But I think,
0: I think the one thing that does get better, maybe it's not better enough, but I do think that the like the craziness that to keep him going is sort of sufficiently leveled up.
2: Yeah, I, I do. I guess like the plot mechanics of it are certainly like more more fun. I do like watching all of the ridiculous shit he goes through to charge that thing up, and I like the idea that when he overcharges, he gets like crazy, you know, the, <laughs> it actually like seems to affect his like personality and stuff, you know?
1: And he gets full GTA run like yeah. immediately. Like it's just, like as soon as he powers up, he's just, like beelines for yep. no reason in the middle of the street. Yes. I do like that too.
2: This is what I was trying to say about the first movie where I was like, wow, I'm actually surprised how like digestible all of this, like cinematography and editing is. I don't think any of it really works in this movie. Like, all that crazy hyper stuff that they're doing does not feel like it's storyboarded it feels like they did capture 300 hours of stuff and then went like uh, i don't know what does this fit together i we got to force it to i guess you know it just does not feel organized in any way right. I, I don't know how to describe it other than it just it, it actually feels chaotic where Yeah, the it's first more movie yeah the first movie feels like it is presenting as chaos but it's actually deceptively and craftily, you know, uh, uh, straightforward in some way, you know, and and this like, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like that to me. It really feels chaotic. I feel like that's probably what Joe likes about it, though. It's like yeah. it's the chaos, right? It's like the
1: I respect that this feels very much more what they were intending to do in the first one. Yeah, it feels like they took the They took the restrictor plate off and they just like let it fucking run like this yeah. is what you're going to get. This is what we were trying to do. And I think that if they had the ability and powers, the first one would feel a lot more like the second one than the second one feeling like the first one.
0: Do you think – this is an impossible question to answer. Do you think if they had the money to make this one the first time around or they were able to or they had the technology or whatever, would they have made a second one? Or do you think that they like – and I don't know. I don't know if there's an answer to that.
1: I think Mm -hmm. they would have. I think this – it also feels a lot like – like this one feels more machete to me.
0: Mm -hmm. In what way?
1: It has more, like, wacky cutscenes sure. and, okay. like, and the stylization of some parts and just, like, the way the fighting goes and, like, the slow motion in the fighting type situations. I was getting, like, very big machete vibes from that, so it felt more grindhousey in that sense.
0: Yeah, I yeah. think that's what I like about the first one, because, like, the first one feels like it's like a, like a... I, I'm, try, I'm trying to say it in a way that's not like an over o, over over comp, compliment to the first one because I don't think they're really going for that but it feels like a genuine earnest like good movie packaged in schlock right and okay. this is just straight up schlock like this yes. is just yeah yeah whatever but I feel like the first one's like hey you think this can be this crazy movie like it is but there's also like kind of filmmaking in there and this is just like what if we just did crazy shit it's like yeah hey, okay
2: that is definitely the on a rewatch i i certainly felt that way that this was a lot more just sort of throwing things at the wall seeing what sticks how crazy can we make this how far can we push this like it honestly it feels like they put more effort into pushing the boundaries of taste than they did like pushing the boundaries of what they could do with like chef chelios as a character in a story do you know what oh, i mean yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, It was definitely, like, we had all these ideas from the last one. We couldn't include any of them. We're going to fucking do it now, and, like, this is what you get. And we shot 300 hours, and we had to cut yeah. 90% of that out anyways. So, like, yeah. here.
0: I do think, though, that this one's probably more memorable. Like, I think, yes, objectively, memorable. and even if you, like, I'm not saying you liking this... Liking this one more is wrong cuz I I thought the same thing the first time too. That's what I did but too, I think yeah. that this one is probably worse in many ways. It's also more problematic and just doesn't hold up as well. But I do think that there's more crazy shit and it's going to be like you're going to remember like what's that thing? Like you were even saying it on the first time, Garrett. Like you're like, "Oh, remember like I like when they do like the the friction." It's like, oh, yep. "No, that was this movie." Right? That so like this, yep. this one does have more weird kind of crazy cool stuff that like which in a way feels like it's a more successful crank movie.
2: Yeah, I I definitely agree with what you're saying. Like all of the memorable stuff from these movies is kind of in this movie. (laughs) All of the recharge things are a little more interesting than they were in the first movie and feel a little more like inventive. And like because we know that's the concept now, we can sort of get like a little creative with like how he has to do those things.
0: This is the movie where Dwight Yoakam... Cribs the joke from Chappelle's show about is whatever his character's name gonna have to choke a bitch. It's like, Are we really you're gonna do a Wayne Brady joke? Okay, yeah, sure. Okay. I, I was
1: wondering if this came before or after that. And it had to come after that. So they definitely just stole it from Chappelle Show, right? Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Correct. Okay, that's
0: Chappelle Show was like oh four, oh five, oh six, I think. And this is 09. So like, even the first one was out after Chappelle Show. So, yeah. uh, it makes sense.
2: Yeah. But I mean, this also, it has the big kaiju sequence, which yes. is like. What Let's a- talk about incredible. that. Please describe that. I mean, it's probably my favorite thing in the movie, which is they are. I mean, I don't know how. What is this thing called? It's like a power substation or whatever, right? Like, Yeah. One of those places out in a field that's got a, those big towers uh, that has all the power in it. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just saying things to try well, and describe it. Well The way are. you can
0: describe it is just imagine where Godzilla fights guys. Right. It's that.
2: Yes. Uh, and he grabs onto two things and it supercharges him. And then I guess we're meant to think this is like his perspective when he's supercharged, right? Uh, yes. And so him and the villain turn into kaiju versions of themselves, meaning it's a big foam, Jason Statham and a big foam, another bald guy, and <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah. So they, awesome. Then you build a miniature set of the power substation so that they can crush it while they bang into each other. Super fun. I am a huge Godzilla fan. I am watching the Gamera movies this past like week or two. I love those like big, you know, foam monster battle movies. And it is basically my favorite thing in this movie. It's, I think probably why the crank movies live in my memory as like, I love these things because it's just got this one, you know, one minute reference to some of what I think is just like the most entertaining cinema you could watch. And for a minute, this movie is really fucking entertaining when they do that.
1: <laughs> Were either of you watching it this time coming off of, I'm assuming, Garrett, you saw Spider-Man?
2: I actually have not seen Spider-Man yet. My, my okay, partner went never without mind. me.
1: Skip my whole thing. Joey knows what I was going to say. If you've seen Spider-Man, you know exactly what I was about to say.
2: Message me on Facebook. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of. I'm assuming some big guys fight, but that's because it's a comic movie. Oh
0: yeah, okay, I can see that. But yeah, that's, we... I, but that's also in the trailer. It, it was very reminiscent of
1: of the new Spider-Man for reasons.
2: Yes, for yeah. reasons. I got you. Yeah. I got you. But uh, I love that sequence, and it, you know, it's funny though. It's like now rewatching it again. Even that sequence, I was like, you know, this is cool and fun, but this shit does look cheap. Like even this doesn't it looks look so like cheap. It doesn't yes. look as good as it does in my memory. It, you know, it, doesn't, it looks like they spent, you know, 30 minutes making those miniatures and then, you know, crushed them. It looks like the old, like, MTV celebrity death. I match. was, right.
1: was going to say Beastie Boys music videos.
2: Oh, well, I did notice that I think the Jason Statham head is modeled on the police sketch of him from the first movie, where he's That's got that true. big, doofy, oh, blocky okay. head and face. okay. okay. Oh. Oh. I think it's modeled on that. And that's part of why that looks like it does. But even just the set itself, I think looks like kind of cheap and chintzy.
0: So I guess what I just realized in the way that we all chose to describe that scene is that this is the movie that would have been the coolest nineties movie ever. Yes. Yeah. That came out in 2009.
1: Yeah, it definitely would have. Yeah. It's of an era for sure. And I wonder if that's intentional or like all of these things that you guys were saying, like I don't want to give them more credit than they deserve but do you think that they were possibly trying to make a movie that was like an edgy '90s movie, and it just happened to be a little bit later than that?
2: Me, <sighs> like, the, get my, what I'm my, saying? But the, yeah, and I mean, this is the kind of thing that happens, though, too, right? For uh, in two ways. Like, I do think that there are people that get an idea, and they don't. That idea doesn't make it to the screen for a long time. And depending on what that idea is, you might be able to feel that, like a Chappelle show joke, ten years late. That's something somebody wrote you know, the week that happened and then never changed in their script. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. then the other thing is that I also think like, you know, this movie does have that kind of fratty sense of humor kind of thing to it. I think that, that these guys might be the kind of guys that, their sense of humor just doesn't evolve that much over time, you know what I mean? So like,
1: do they do they sound like that on how did this get made, Joey? No, actually, they, uh, they, they, they
2: no. They, Brian Taylor's like a cool dude. Like, yeah, he, like he, he seems like, like a pretty interesting, like normal dude. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. So is this like all like tongue in cheek frat bro like it might satire? Be.
0: I've said it probably on here before. I don't remember where I heard this originally, but like there's there's the movies that satirize their target audience, right? Yeah. Where it's like spring breakers and fight yeah. club and Josie yeah. the cats and this like you would think that maybe does that but it doesn't it leans into it in the wrong way
2: yeah i like i was able to convince myself that the first movie was doing that i was not able to convince myself that the second movie w- was you know like th- this movie feels like it leans too hard into that stuff to the point where it just feels like they do think some of that stuff is but like the hard F word that we referenced earlier is written on the screen multiple times you know what I mean because of the way they again, do some of the editing
0: as a joke after
2: the fact yes right like yeah.
0: I mentioned in the first episode that they wrote this in 03 with Johnny Knoxville in mind. So like if it's an 03, you know, as they're writing it like they're watching Chappelle's Show. So I can see right. that like right. maybe they wrote it for the first movie, Joe, and they just couldn't get it or they, they cut it out or whatever and they like wanted to put it in here cuz like, oh, remember that time that Dwight Yoakam said, uh, don't make me I have to choke a bitch or whatever. Just like, oh, that was really funny. Like, let's do it again here.
2: Yeah, and and I even think that's how you get some of the like, I don't know how to say this, like aggressive like sense of humor of these movies makes more sense in the late 90s the early 2000s than pushing in on into like the 2010s you know what i mean yeah uh do either of you have a
0: favorite way in this
2: one i asked the same question last time either uh, a favorite way that he recharges his heart yeah, i mean mine is definitely the the grabbing the substation the and then yeah, yeah going into the, the kaiju thing
1: i did like his interaction when he cracks open the the like transformer box on the telephone pole. And that guy's like, are you all right? And he's like, I'm fucking great. And just like runs away. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I like the Jason Statham doing GTA running in this movie a lot. Yes. It's like one of my favorite parts of it. Just like him doing that. You haven't changed the camera angle with your controller yet. And he just runs down the street. I find that very amusing. So I think that, that was actually,
0: that scene is in the credits too. And that's one of the better things where they show him getting thrown into like the padding on the wall, and they get up, they're like, are you okay? He's just like, yeah. It's like, that was hot. <laughs> or something like that. It's just like, okay, yeah. Crazy.
2: Well, and yeah. there, there are some sequences in this one where you can actually, if you know that this is what they're doing, you can see that they're doing some really crafty stuff where like some of those scenes where he's running, one of the directors is on one side of him holding the camera, running alongside of him, and then literally hands it to him. And he is holding it and passing it around himself to the other director on the other side of him that he then ah. passes the camera off to and he's actually the one like filming himself as he runs and the camera passes across his face you can see if you have, if you know to look for it you can kind of see that he's moving and doing some of those things like grabbing the camera and passing it off to other people and stuff which is really impressive that he's also doing that kind of shit in the midst of all the physical stuff
1: yeah cuz he's a great he's a great actor in those yeah. in these movies like you can, that's like
0: yeah I think we sort of, like, hinted at this in the first episode, but we, never, we didn't actually talk about it. Are these the movies that Statham is
2: most known for? Or is it now The Fast and Furious? Is it The
0: Expendables? Is it The
2: Transporter?
0: I think
1: Transporter.
2: I was going to say, I feel like Transporter is, in my head, the, the like, classic Statham franchise. But in 2020, is that still true? Like, I say that as a, a basically a middle-aged man, you know what I mean? Like... I, I don't know if, like, like what does an 18-year-old think of when they think of Jason Statham? True. You know what I mean? It
1: has to be Shaw, right? I, I Probably. They actually
2: They actually probably don't think of him, to be honest. Yeah, that actually probably is true. Yeah,
1: he's not on TikTok.
2: Yeah, Transporter is, I think, how the like the franchise that I think of as, like, the same. You know what it is, too, though, is, like, there are only two Crank movies, and we now exist in a world where, like, if there are not at least three movies, it's not really a franchise. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So,
0: on IMDb, he's known again. This doesn't really mean anything because I think you can also customize this if you have IMDb Pro. But it's Crank, Furious Seven, Spy, and The Meg. So oh,
2: that oh, makes the sense. Meg. The Meg yeah. is probably actually what an eighteen-year-old would say if you asked him who Jason Statham is.
0: There's also that upcoming film Joe Operation Fortune Ruse de Guerre, where he plays Orson Fortune. Let's never forget that where Whoa, he's played the titular Operation Fortune. That sounds Wait, great. Who
1: else is in that? Wait, were we? Why were we just talking about that? Because he's.
0: Because we found the but... trailer for the first time like two months before. Oh, Aubrey Plaza is with him. Yes. Oh, that's oh.
1: right. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys
0: seen yeah.
2: Spy, by the way?
1: No.
0: Spy is awesome. Spy, Spy is so. Spy is good. so
2: good. I love Spy, and he is very funny in that movie. Yeah,
0: we're not doing it for this podcast, and I don't I just we we didn't have enough like there's not enough time in between everything to do everything. Like it's too spreading. But if we ever do a stay them lap entirely, we'll do Spy. Spy is great. The contenders covered Spy because Spy is Joe, do you know what the premise of Spy is? No, tell me. It's so basically the man in the chair. That Melissa McCarthy is Statham's man in the chair, oh, except she has I to become a spy. Now. Okay,
1: so, I remember this now. Yes.
0: In reality, in a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago, there was that profile that came out in Vanity Fair that made very big waves on Twitter on Succession Twitter. Jeremy Strong doesn't get the joke, and it was this thing about like how he's a very serious actor, the lead actor in Succession. He doesn't realize or he doesn't think that they're making a comedy when it's very clearly a comedy. Uh-huh. For I think for a while it was like, I don't know if Statham understands like I don't I don't know if he's in on the joke. Like he's in the right. kind of bad campy action movies. Like I might just be like, this is just who he is or whatever. And then you see Spy, and he's like is one of the funniest performances of anything I've seen the, like in, in the 2010s. Yeah. And it's he's incredible. It's like, oh, he's always understood it. Like he's yeah. always <laughs> been in on it because he's fucking hilarious. But like in these, you're like I think he gets it. But like it's also like maybe he just thinks these are like genuinely badass action. I don't know, you know what I mean? So like, I don't yeah, know.
1: Yeah, you're like, is is he being Vin Diesel right now, or does he like yes. really know that right.
2: like Dude, uh yeah, cannot recommend Spy enough. That movie is very good I and mean, he's super Spy's funny good.
1: in it. We're at the beginning, we first run into the lady we were talking about, I forget her name. The crazy Isn't he one. smart?
0: Oh, By Ling. By Ling. Ling, yeah. Ling.
1: When we first run into biling the car that the two guys pull up in, in front of the house is painted just like the Mona Lisa in Tokyo Drift.
0: Oh, okay. It's Very orange cool. And
1: blue two tone. And then later in the movie, there's like a silver Honda civic that the has, one that goes
0: going down the, the up ramp. Yes.
1: That, that has pretty much the exact same paint job as Brian's.
2: G- yes. Oh, I yeah, did notice that. GTR yeah.
1: GTR in the thing. Yeah,
2: I did. And, and I did think about Tokyo Drift when they were doing that whole sequence. Yeah. Because is the car like going reverse down that thing or isn't something else weird happening in that sequence or he's just running down it and jumping. So side the car to side. is
0: backing down and yeah. the guy that he's chasing is in the passenger seat taunting him. Right. And right. he's hopping down from like spinning like ledge rail or guard rail to guard rail sort of going down scaling it down.
2: Yeah, that's a that's actually a really cool uh, set yeah. piece. Uh, and did make me think of Tokyo Drift, even though the only, you know, just because it has the same spirally th- where I was like, all I was really thinking was like, all right, how many fucking garages in the world actually have one of these like really tight turn curvy things like this? That seems insane uh, to me. Newark Pittsburgh. Airport has it, baby. Pittsburgh. Get excited. Yeah. Crazy. Pittsburgh
1: has a bunch of them just because it's like, you know, on hills and
2: guy c- guy cuts off his nipples in this movie. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy shit. That was really hard to watch
0: it's it's terrible it's it's painful
2: because like they make you watch the one and then they're like yeah but we're also going to make you watch the other one like, <laughs> yeah, it, like come on well so there's like there's like two
0: main bad guys and this i think garrett you mentioned in the first one that there's like there's too much maybe going on in this one there's like all these different rival gangs so there's kind of yes. like two main antagonists in this movie there's clifton collins jr as el huron the oh, ferret yeah
2: god yes and
0: right he's crazy and stuff i, I like him and things he's just kind of like genera crazy in this like did you
2: guys like him in this or was he uh, it It
1: was all right it was just like i was kind of indifferent to be honest
2: i just like him and so it's like okay cool i you know i like this guy like seeing him show up but they're not giving him anything to do like the the more you know the only good thing about his scene is the really fucking crazy reveal of the head in the box yes that's (laughs) that's the most interesting thing about his stuff in this movie and it has nothing to do with him
0: yeah, so the villain from the first movie that stayed and breaks his neck while they're falling out of a helicopter at the end of the first movie has been saved and kept alive in a pool of, like, amber liquid with his head and body. like be Only a head yep. connected to a bunch of a series of tubes uh, in this, like, underwater, kind of like a Futurama sort of, like, head in a jar kind of thing. Yes. yes.
2: I love that. That is super weird. I love any movie that's like, yeah, that's what we're doing. That's the world this exists in. We can yeah. keep a head alive with a, the right liquid and wires. It's cool.
0: But the other one, and this is kind of a fast connection, not to a Fast and Furious movie, but a movie that we've covered here, is yes. that the other guy, Poondong, uh-huh.
2: <laughs> played by David Carradine. Oh, fuck, right. Okay, yeah. See, this movie is so. What the fuck are we doing? Why? I mean, <laughs> it, it, okay, is the reason, though? I was trying to think about this. He played like a Kung Fu master on TV, right? Yes. Which is why he's in Kill Bill. Right. But is that why they cast him as this character?
1: I think that this is, like, the whole, like, um, Helen Mirren situation where it's, like, if you can get David Carradine to be the bad guy, you get David Carradine to be the bad guy. And that's, like, a stone dream that they had. And it just now exists.
2: Uh, But why do you cast him as an Asian man? Like, I... Sure, if you get to, if you can get and not David just, Carradine, like a, a stereotypically affa- offensive in every yeah. way, yes, because yes. to me it's because I am with you. It's like if you can get David Carradine, get David Carradine, great. Then, but then rewrite the character so that David Carradine can play that character, yeah. and it not be such a difficult offensive thing to watch, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's
2: so the only I was trying to rationalize like what is the what is the game that they're playing here? Like, what is it really? Is it really just racism that David Carradine is playing this character or is there a game to it? Like, what's the game? And the only thing I could think is that he played a Kung Fu character on TV, which, by the so way, they're kind
1: of making fun of that. He played an Asian guy, right? Because, by the TV. way, that
2: is problematic in the first place, right? So, yes, maybe the, exactly. Maybe yeah. the hat on the hat is that like so now we're just we're putting him in the makeup. We're doing the thing. That doesn't make it any better for me, but I was trying to figure out, like, is that the game? Is that, like, what the joke of this is supposed to be? I don't know. I think maybe. that that's
1: what they were going for.
2: Yeah. The sad thing is that, like, this is, like, his final movie or one
0: of his final movies. Really? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he, oh, he died. Do you remember how he, he died of autotic asphyxiation? Yes, I oh, did. God, I did, I did remember not that. remember that. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Terrible. This is also one of Corey Haim's final movies, or maybe his final movie. He plays uh, the yeah. strip club. The manager, or maybe her pimp, or the whatever. mullet guy, right? It. Oh my god! The mullet guy. Yeah. yeah,
1: I didn't even realize that. I mean, granted, you know, he looked like vastly different, but holy shit!
0: Yeah, yeah. and like he, at least, he's kind of like a campy, fun, like again, not a great yeah. character, but like he he fits this world better. Oh, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I think David Carradine's character fits the world too, but like not in a not in a way that like holds up and like you right. want to be proud of, right?
2: And it's also like he he is playing a character that it exists in like 30 other movies that I've seen and they were at least played by Asian men like I don't know why yeah. <laughs> like that guy exists you can get that guy you don't need to put a white guy in makeup to to get that you know
1: yeah yeah you can you can find them yeah
0: but like the first movie at least this movie has like a a memorable end to it it does yes where they all fight and they're like all of this like mansion this villa and they're like all these different gangs are there And he climbs an electric pole and then really electrocutes himself and catches on fire in a way (laughs) that, like, will look like a test almost for Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Yep. It's the same kind of fire. The cage is on fire there. And then beats the bad guy and seems to sweep Eve off her feet. But in reality, he just finds Bai Ling and just, like, sets her on fire and kills her. <laughs> yes. And then flips off the camera as the movie ends.
2: Yeah, I think for some reason that shot is, like, burned in my brain. Him him on fire giving the middle finger to the camera. I agree, yeah. As soon as they start, he started lighting on fire, I was like, oh, yeah, right. Yes, now, uh, right. This is how this movie ends.
0: For some reason, the thing that I remembered about the end of the movie was in the credits, the, like out the window when they're trying to shoot the side of the house thing, where they're dropping things out the window, the guy in the underwear is running by. I'm like, why do I remember like the shitty version of like the behind the scenes making of that? Like, I, uh-huh. like I've seen this. Why do I remember that though? Brains are weird, man. Yeah. Anything else about this movie?
1: The, the Jenna Hayes being in the movie was very surprising to me because I've always loved Jenna Hayes. And yep. it was surprising to me in the same way that I don't think I've told the story on here yet. That one time I was in Philadelphia and I'm walking out of my hotel room, cause I'm like, I'm gonna go grab some food. My buddy that I was with, that was there too, was like, okay, I'll, cool, I'll meet you back here. And I walk out, and I literally walked into Jenna Hayes, walking into the hotel, and it was just like one of the most mind-boggling experiences I've ever had. I recognized her. I looked at her and was like, "Oh, I know who this is." And then she saw the look on my face, realizing that I. Which knew she gets she was.
0: a lot, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, which she gets a lot of. BB being like, "Why do I know this woman?" And then being like, "I know this woman." And then being like, "Oh shit, I know this woman." And then she saw that and started laughing at me, like my reaction, and that was the interaction we had in passing. Yeah.
0: So if you don't know Jenna Hayes, and just in case you're at work, Jenna Hayes is a porn star, like one of the probably most famous porn stars. The last from like our, years, from probably, our, right?
1: Yeah, generation. Yeah.
2: That's funny. I didn't even recognize her in the movie. I I knew oh, that I because of uh, you know Ron Jeremy being included in that scene. I like I knew that they must anybody else that was speaking. I was like these must also be porn actors. Um, but I, I did not recognize the rest of them. There's a
0: funny thing online about the Ron Jeremy thing is that Ron Jeremy was not cast or invited into this movie or whatever. But he just showed up because he's like, of course they want me. They just forgot to call me, so he showed up and I'm talk in the movie. But Jenna Hayes is also in this. Also there I I know the names. I don't know if I I mean I maybe I can match them up but like where are the other act, the porn star actors. Hold on. Peter North, who I think is a pretty famous yeah, guy. Peter and North then, I know the name famous. but I don't know what I don't know if, I also don't know if it's a guy or a girl. I think it's probably a guy based on the last name but Lexic, Lexington Steel?
1: Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Lexington Steel, yep. Yeah.
0: Is that a dude? Yeah. 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 Like I'm not trying to be like like pure of heart like I don't know porn. I just don't know <laughs> Lexicon I don't know Lexington Steel. You I know. Do. North. You
1: just didn't remember. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's fair. Uh but yeah, they're all like on strike. I like, I don't know why, other than just like was like, yeah, saying the first yeah. one, yeah. it's just a very LA movie, but like to what end? Yeah.
1: It was one of those things that you're just like, yeah. What if we just had a bunch of porn stars in the middle of this movie? And it's like, fuck it, do it. Yeah. Well, and yeah. it's,
2: but it's like, like, What is the joke? Like, what are we making fun of the porn stars? Are we? I, I like, I just don't know what the, what the, what the punchline is. You know, well, I it's know. not a joke. It's just, it's, it's yeah, it's crazy, not a joke, right? <laughs> it's
1: yeah. Just, just chaos. Uh,
2: yes.
0: Also in this movie, uh, Spice Girl Jerry Hallowell, Ginger Spice plays his mom in a flashback. Oh, I didn't oh, know that.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah. So this is just like a fever dream.
0: Yeah, like they, <laughs> yes.
1: they. This was this was a movie that like like I wrote stoned one night. They just like and yeah. there's a Spice
0: Girl there. And yeah, they're all porn stars girl, and
1: like my favorite porn stars and like and then you know the, then he catches on fire and then they'd have like the foam heads. And You're like, <laughs> right. what are you talking about, dude? And you're like, but yeah. it'll be cool. Look at it. And well,
2: they have always talked about a Crank Three. What is Crank Three? Like, what what are your pitches for like? the first one he has to keep his what his heart going with adrenaline this one he has to keep it going with electricity like what is the next what is the next evolution of that he was on fire at the end of this one is it something to do with that
1: no maybe he has COVID
2: oh okay <laughs> Or That's he a COVID a, movie. Yeah, yeah it's
1: the, it's, Crank Three is just COVID, him fighting Omicron, but it's like a and it's it's like a visceral thing, like it's an actual thing. Maybe he,
2: he gets some kind of vaccine side effect that the anti vaxxers are worried about, <sighs> and it means he has to keep injecting himself with COVID throughout the movie to stay alive. <sighs>
1: Garrett I think you had that like that's the it's the target audience well there right?
0: was yeah. a thing in the first movie they talk about how the Chinese shit has no antidote and we give it to horses and I'm like is this just like ivermectin uh, uh, this yeah, just... yeah. <laughs> I had that so I'm like fuck all right maybe it is so maybe it is covid that's crank three crank three covid
1: yeah you're right and he gets he gets the vaccine but the vaccine is killing him so he has to he has to give himself covid to build his natural immunity yeah. oh god that's so miserable to think about <laughs>
0: One of my favorite moments in this movie, it's a very minor thing, it's just a title card, is they have a title card that says nine seconds later. It's like oh, yes. with the nine seconds. That made me laugh, but it's no. very cool. He's just running away. But in that par- in the park, we talked about how uh, Bennington, Chester Bennington, was in the first movie, right? Yeah. yeah. But in the park, that's Maynard from Tool and Danny Loner from uh, Nine Inch Nails and stuff. Oh,
2: so- God. It makes so much sense to me that the guys that made the crank movies are friends with like butt rock musicians. These <laughs> movies are like the butt rock of movies
1: in this one like near the end in that final fight scene where they're just like spraying bullets everywhere right which is yeah. which is kind of fun in in the sense that like it's doing the action movie like we have an action set piece at the end where everybody's shooting, but it's just like just endless. There's a, They kill a random gardener that just happens to be, like, trimming a hedge there. Did you guys see that? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think And I, I was only that. thinking about it, because we were just going over 2F, and there's, like, all those fucking gar- gardeners in yep. Carter Varone's yard <laughs> for no reason. And I'm like, oh, yeah, if a shootout would break out here, you'd probably kill one of these gardeners.
0: Well, I feel like that's the kind of thing where it's like, okay, in the third movie, they have, like, the gardener's family. Just, like, he was at work, and he got killed because there was a shootout, and he was just trying to clean the pool. He was just trying to garden around the pool. Like, it yeah. just... The innocent bypassers or bystanders by right, so
1: yeah. Also, all the all the like forgotten brother, lost brother, twin brother shit is very fast and the
0: furious. Oh yeah, right? sure, yeah, yeah. There was one other person in this movie. I'm like, why the fuck do I know this guy? And I had to look it up, and I was like, oh, okay. There's a guy named John Delancey, D E space L A N C I E. He's the guy who is not the field reporter, but he's the anchor. In the news broadcast, do you yeah. either of you remember him? Do either of you recognize him?
2: I thought I did recognize him. I'm glad you're saying this now because I remember
0: the having that thought, guy and that they then... cut
1: to. That yeah,
0: guy. they're yeah, because like there's the guy in the field that Garrett mentioned before. It's just like I can't believe I just saw that or whatever. But like the guy who's talking to him from the from the studio, I'm like, why do I? I'm like, is he just like one of like those guys? And I think he is. Believe it, he's he's best known for this movie, which seems kind of crazy because he's, like, barely in this movie. Yeah. But I'm looking. I'm, he's got, like, 130 credits. I'm scrolling. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck he's in. He plays, in Breaking Bad, he plays Jane's dad. Oh, fuck.
1: Yes. You just I'm like, that's it. it in my I'm like, brain. Yep. Yep.
0: Because, like, I'm like, yep. we're I'm like, I don't recognize a character name, and I Google <sighs> it, and there's just a the scene of him and Walter in the bar.
1: Yeah.
2: He's the airline traffic guy. Yep. And I'm like, yep, that's how I know him. What you're talking about sounds so familiar to me. I watched Breaking Bad, but I cannot. Remi- this is not helping me like picture this actor. So Breaking Bad is spoilers, but <laughs> Jane
0: Jane dies. Yeah. Jesse's girlfriend Jane dies. Walt. It's because of Walter for different reasons. Like she, she he sees her spinning up or whatever, and so like it sends this it sends this guy uh, into a yeah. tailspin, right? And so he's the guy like all season long in season two. He's got the he's trying to coordinate like the the plane stuff. Like there's debris. Yeah. And so he's an air traffic controller that like is just having a mental breakdown because his daughter died. But in the bar, you got like after Walter knows that she's dead or whatever, it's like this weird kind of fucked up power dynamic where he's right. Like that's basically what yeah. happens, right, Joe, I think.
2: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Now and I finally found this guy. I, I get now I know who you mean. I'm I'm looking at his face here.
0: Like, he's barely in the movie, but I'm like, who is this guy? Because I know him from something that, like, I love that I've seen a bunch. And it's just like, oh, yeah, okay, I got it.
1: Season two of Breaking Bad sticks in my memory very, very long. And every time I watch it, I always forget that Jane's in, like, three episodes. Because, like, I feel like she was in, like, half of Breaking Bad. Just based on like her character and like the implications that everything has, so
0: it's also because Kristen Ritter just rules. Like Kristen Ritter is just great. So, oh yeah, yeah, she's
1: great. Like she, but Wait, she, she commands only in three that episodes
2: season. of that show. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah, that's wild. I agree with you. I think of right. her as at least being that whole season. Yeah,
1: no, she's in like literally three episodes. That's wild. She has flashbacks later. Like there's definitely like a couple. Yeah, but yeah. It's it, she's not like really in anything. Like it's just one scene in each season, maybe.
0: And if you want more Kristen Ritter, her show, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, is really, really, really funny. Like, surprisingly great. Yeah. So, um, Any other thoughts about this movie, or do you want to watch the trailer? Oh, the trailer.
1: Oh, there was a random Bing Crosby reference, which is funny because it's Christmas time.
0: I like Bing Crosby better than Google Crosby. (laughs) So this trailer, posted by Lionsgate Movies, Crank High Voltage 2009 official trailer, 4.3 million views. Let me know when you guys are ready.
1: Whenever you are, bud.
2: Yeah, I'm ready.
0: Three, two, one, play. Again, this trailer is like 40 seconds longer than the first one, so. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: star name is Jeff Chelios, and today no, I didn't die.
2: <laughs> today I didn't die, okay, yep, good.
0: See, it's like referenced to the first movie in the yeah. first trailer, right, it's just.
1: Why not just let me did we ever find out what was in the dude's box and he was like, you're fucked up for carrying this?
0: I can't remember, I don't remember either. So hard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did Marv this is good in this movie again. He's not yep. as good in the first movie, but no, yeah. I like that they gave like almost the most empowered. But again, she's like she's in a black exploitation movie. She's the only one in a black exploitation movie. But like his receptionist slash girlfriend slash whatever you want to call her, Chocolate, I think, is her yeah. name. Yes. Yeah. yes, is the one who captures, kidnaps, finds, whatever, David Carradine. So, like, she has some agency. It's, like, weird, and it's not necessarily progressive, but, like, right. she's better off than most of the women in this movie. True. Largely because the bar is so very low.
1: Yeah, also true.
0: Oh, they have the the public sex in this movie is on a horse track oh, yeah. horse where track. they have horses yeah. jump over them.
2: Oh, yeah, there's a big horse dick in this movie. You're gonna tell me mm-hmm. Exactly who's
1: got more heart. There's so much references to Jason Satham having a huge dick in these movies,
2: right? Oh, hey, yeah. This Here one's go. really ugly, too, by the way. Like, just the way, I don't know, the cameras they use or something, just, it just looks ugly.
0: That's why I think you asked in the first episode, was it film or digital? I think this is just, like, the
2: early digital, where it's just, like, I think it's so too. cheap
0: to do, but it kind of looks like shit.
2: Yeah.
1: That one guy reminded me so much of Takashi 6 9 with all the tattoos on his face. Oh, yeah.
0: is responsible for the explosion of mayhem murder and there he is, yep, yep. Is Los I like that you clarify the guy with the tattoos on his face like, yeah, we know who the guy Like, the, the one guy in this movie is going to remind you of Takashi 6ix9ine is the guy who's got a really weird looking <laughs> yeah, face yeah,
1: yeah but, but it also like he has the same facial shape and stuff too it's weird
0: yeah yeah, that
1: card so oh, they're
2: up. not going to show the kaiju, okay, that's smart those
1: things aren't designed for strenuous activity tell me about it
2: oh that ambulance guy is a familiar actor to me too okay
0: letterboxd game so last time mad max 954 not still 954 it has not gone up Damn. mad max fury road one of the most popular films i mean we, we recorded like an hour ago right I so know. like i was just i was still hoping it was gonna go up one i did not uh-huh. ch- i should have checked that specific number i did not i failed Mad Max Fury Road, one of the most popular films on Letterboxd, has been seen by 954,000 people. Crank, High Voltage, from 2009, directed by Neville Dean and Taylor, starring Jason Statham, Amy Smart, David Carradine, and Dwight Yoakam, has been seen by how many people? I will remind you both. First uh, movie, even. 98, 95.
2: 97. 97. Okay, okay, I was going to ask that. Okay. And so I think we can assume, like, less people have seen this one, right? Like odds it's, are fewer it people usually see works sequel. like that
1: Garrett but sometimes it does not
2: uh I'm gonna go 65
1: <sighs> yeah I I go a little bit less than that, 57
0: Garrett remarkably close 70,000 almost flat 70,000 people have seen it
1: okay damn okay so right. if you saw crank one you stuck around
0: yeah okay yeah, it's like a 75 percent ish retention rate so not bad so the first one average rating of 3.2 this one a 3.0 so a little bit lower but not too much overwhelmingly three it's just like people gave this less it makes sense for the average rating but like still a lot of people are like yeah it's pretty good but like fewer people really like this one which again ask me or garrett you know two weeks ago we would have been like yeah the second one's better right
2: so dude i almost gave this movie a one-star rating when i when i watched it this week i I gave it too because it's got enough like fun creative stuff in it but this was rough
0: I gave it three. I was going to give it two and a half, and then I was just like, "There's stuff about the like I said before. Like it's referential to the first movie in ways that I think are kind of cool. Like again, I would say watch the first one, don't watch this one, but I don't think it's bad to watch both because well, you can no. do both in in, in in shorter than the runtime of the theatrical cut of like half the Fast and Furious movies. You yeah. can watch both of these. Yeah,
2: There's definitely stuff I like in this movie for sure.
0: So how many people out of those ninety that are out of the seventy thousand yeah. have in their top
2: four? Uh a uh, hundred
1: no I gotta go like 75 even s- no because it's a l- lower rated i'm gonna go lower i'm gonna go f- 45
0: joe you should have stuck with your gut it's 72 you were right there oh. you were so close 72 people have it in their top four okay we're gonna go to hunter l at hunter l subverted my expectations you watch it in august of this year Whoa. Subverted my expectations. I legitimately can't put into words how to describe this masterpiece. Whoa. This had a budget. A studio fucking greenlit this script. Proof that miracles can still happen, but I really don't see something like this ever being made again. Five stars. Fight right club. Right that. Fight club. No, but you're <laughs> in the realm. You are in the realm. Animal None house. Number one Leland Palmer Stan account. There's nothing David Lynch here, though, but... No, they're all from around the turn of the century. There's one from 98, one from 98, and one from 01. So okay. this guy has a very specific era. I would say two are very big drug movies, but they're also huge. very popular. Nope. Uh, not as depressing. Sort blow. of uplift. Not uplifting drug movies is not the right description, but like more positive drug movies. And then one is a fucking huge movie.
1: Not Blow. Blow's not that old, right?
0: Again, uplifting drug movies, not no. depressing drug movies.
1: Hey man, I watch drug movies differently than most people, so those were t- yeah, okay.
2: Well, I'm trying to think though, like 98 uplifting drug yeah, movies: yeah, both of the drug movies
0: are one's not really a drug Half movie baked. one's just no. Like is one of them next
2: Friday? Like I'm trying to think no, like they're what's not going expi- on in the but 90s. they're
0: they're closer like they're like that. They're not explicitly about drugs. One is maybe not even about drugs at all. It's just the one stoners love. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Stoners love two of these movies.
2: Is a Jane Bob and movie
0: in there? Fear and Loathing in Las oh, Vegas number yeah. 3. There that's the go. one that's more about drugs. Yeah, The yeah. other one is less about drugs, but still again stoners are like greatest fucking movie of all time, man.
2: 1998.
0: Actually, this might be the number one stoner favorite movie of all time. What? What? From 1998. Very possible. <sighs> and then the, oh! his first favorite movie. Yeah. Is it um the Big Lebowski? The Big Lebowski. Yeah. There you go. Yep. That's You're
2: got right. that's got to be like most stoners' You're favorite right. movie, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. For some reason that I wasn't clocking that as a 98 movie until uh, until you said so. I was in my head that was like 96 or something. That's a fucking dumb idea. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Ah, uh, his number one favorite movie is huge. Almost a million people have seen it.
2: Yeah, and this is two thousand one. Correct. Huge, and it's one
0: of the biggest movies of all time. Biggest movies of all time. 2001. The Matrix. That's that ninety
1: nine. Yeah, that was the good run.
0: Oh, uh, but is... it's very similar to the Matrix in one way that I'm not going to say because it's going to give it away if I if I explain it. But like something about the Matrix is very similar to this movie. I was going to say, is it a Spider-Man movie? No. Two thousand one. Is it an X-Men i think the first Spider Man was 02 I think. I think. Oh, is
2: it an X Men movie?
0: No, but you're still in the realm of like the era and huge fucking movies. Yeah. And both of those movies, Spider Man and X Men, are similar to this movie in the same way that The Matrix is similar. Hmm. Which I know is like a vague, frustrating hint, but when you hear it, you're gonna be like, "Yeah, oh, okay, I got it." Similar to The Matrix. In one way, not yeah. really similar to the Matrix, but in one way that those two other movies you just said are also similar to the Matrix.
2: I mean, for some reason, I think you're trying to tell me about special effects, but I, I'm not nope, sure. No, not that. Although I will say this movie had some pretty groundbreaking special effects as well.
1: Is oh. it Independence Day for any
0: reason?
2: Nope. Are you telling me it's the beginning of what will become a trilogy? Uh-huh. Okay. What's oh. the
0: biggest is... first movie in a trilogy ever?
2: Well, I don't know, but is it Batman Begins? No, that's like, oh, yeah, that's three. Blind. The biggest beginning to a trilogy ever. Jurassic mm-hmm. Park. That's 93. Ever. And entire trilogy saying. is huge, and people love all three of these. People love all three of these movies. Yeah. No, I was going to make a joke. I was going to say it's The Transporters, isn't it? Uh, no. Uh, huge movie. Almost
0: 980,000 people have seen this.
2: Why can't I think? Of, is this fucking into the Spider-Verse? That's all I think whenever no. you're like, no, <laughs> come on, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no huge movies they're big the big big, the thing is but we live in a world of marvel movies now so when you tell me it's like these are huge they're the biggest ever i would say this is bigger than most marvel movies
1: jesus what is it then
2: they didn't make the avatar sequels yet no it wasn't avatar i know
0: i can't wait to spend my birthday next year on in a theater watching avatar 2 very exciting (laughs) The night it comes out. Very, very cool. Yeah. He's Everybody get moved, loves bro. these movies. Is this John Wick?
2: No, that's, it's, that's like, yeah, two, that's, yeah, like that's like 2015 yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. Everybody loves these movies. Yeah.
1: It's the beginning of a trilogy. Oh, The Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings. Fuck, of the of ring. course yeah. it
2: is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Bigger than yep. Marvel movies. Yeah. Everybody loves
0: them. Yep. Everybody loves all three of them. Yep. Yeah. I, I think it's funny and remarkable that you got the the hint that should have given it away to like, Oh, is it the first of a trilogy? Yeah. And you're like, okay, cool. Yep. Yep. No, but you couldn't, you couldn't put it over the goal. For some reason,
2: those movies like are unmoored in time in my brain. i never would have clocked that movie as a 2001 movie. Yeah, They're like, Oh, one Oh, two Oh three or something. Right. Like they shot them all together. Yeah. yeah, So So that, That that
1: makes sense though. That was, you gave us good clues. Those were good. We just we just took a while to get there, but yes, thank you.
0: You both like I know how to give Joe clues, and Garrett knows more about movies. Not that our other guests don't know a lot about movies, but Garrett knows more about movies than most other people. And yet, when you when you two to get together, I can't get you to guess the biggest movies of (laughs) the. Yes
1: big ones like if you give us like, the, like the, the big sh- ones yeah like the shitty smaller ones like one of us is gonna get it but like
2: well, my, my problem is that i am a movie nerd so if you just named one actor i would get all of these instantaneously yeah, whether these like these vague neb- nebulous clues i'm almost like more confused you're like it's like the matrix but it's not the <laughs> matrix i'm like i don't know what the fuck you're telling me dude <laughs> that's
0: why the game's fun that's why i like the game it is it is definitely way more fun like yes, this i agree is. well thank you garrett for joining us for two episodes tonight and aka brother. this week
2: oh yeah uh happy to be here pleasure to uh enjoy some christmas with you cranks uh it's been a good time
0: do you want me to control c control v the plugs from last time or do you want to do new plugs this time
2: oh uh i mean i can just repeat them again for people i I, uh, have a podcast called killer bees podcast Uh, you can find us everywhere at killer bs podcast Uh, me and my partner talk about b movie actors we did like an oliver reed episode recently do you guys know about oliver reed you know this guy. He was like, I think you told me about him. Yeah, he's like, he was like a famously, uh, there's another way to say this. He was a famously drunk actor. Uh, cool. That like was so famously drunk, they stopped being able to like insure him for movies. So he known like,
0: for his upper middle class macho image and quote unquote hellraiser lifestyle.
2: Yes, uh, if you look up interviews with him, you will see a man that is just actively drunk being interviewed. He was a real crazy person. My favorite thing about him is there's a picture of him holding up the book that he wrote, which is called. Read All About Me the biography of Oliver Reed. It's a <laughs> picture of him holding his own book. It's wonderful. Wait, so uh,
0: yeah. he died while really Gladiator?
1: R E E D too.
2: You he are correct, Reed. my friend. Oh, uh, the book is called Reed R E E D Read All About Me. Yes, he died on the set of Gladiator. The rumor that I is fairly well substantiated is that he literally died in the middle of a drinking contest on the set of Gladiator. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, well, I think I believe he had a heart attack. Well, yeah, uh,
0: answers while Gladiator's not one of his most success one, one of really Scott's most successful films, did not get done in a day and wasn't without its struggles. A real tragedy happened while filming. Oliver Reed suddenly died after a night out drinking during filming, and somehow Scott got his film back on track. So yeah, I mean it was one of like, Oscars, right? So like it yeah, worked, but...
2: and actually uh Gladiator, because of that, is one of the early uh uh digitally recreating a dead person movies. Um there are Ooh. two scenes that feature Oliver Reed that he did not shoot because he was dead. They used other footage from him from other scenes and digitally inserted him in. And it's actually, it's uh, again, for especially when it was made, it actually is pretty successful. But uh, yeah, anyway, a bunch of weird trivia about that. Oliver Reed, uh, we did an episode on him. It's fun. Great. Check out my podcast. Cool. <laughs> Joe, next week, we are doing Fast
0: Five.
1: Whoa, really?
0: Can you believe it? We just did Fast and Furious. <laughs>
1: Just kidding, sorry.
0: No, I mean, like, I, I don't know, like... What's the reaction to the, that, right? Half of these episode previews are fun and exciting because they're new, and the other half are just like, yeah, it's the next one. You know, <laughs> the it, next one, bro. But are you guys show.
2: just excited to not be watching F9 again? I I assume it is exciting to go back and watch the other ones now.
0: We're watching F9 in March, so it's not that far away. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> no,
1: no, I I mean, like, and I still do like the Fast and Furious movies. It's just like, like sometimes Joey hits me, and, and as you know... I never remember what movie's coming up, so like I'm genuinely surprised when he tells me. Yeah. But when he's like it's fast and the furious, I'm like, Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah
0: no we're excited about it and and, uh, yeah you are right i'm glad it's not f9 because (laughs) thank god yeah i'm ready to not watch it again for a little while but spy
1: racers is coming up dude
0: spy racers (laughs) for all things too fast too forever you go to cageclub.me facebook.com slash too fast too forever or at too fast too forever on twitter and instagram email us family at cageclub.me check out our patreon page at too fast too forever.com and our store at too fast too forever.shop Come back next time for you're never going to believe it. Fast Five. Fast Five. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And that was blank, 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 blank. Garrett Smith. You can fill it in <laughs> however you want to <laughs> be, and we'll tell you all about it.
1: When we see you.